99% Invisible is brought to you by the Lexus GX and Sirius XM. As a 99PI listener, we know that you delight in exploring regional architecture wherever you go. If you're looking for an adventure SUV that promises both luxury and capability, the new Lexus GX is just the vehicle you've been looking for. Enabled with Sirius XM, the 2024 GX comes equipped with a rich array of content you can enjoy on your next road trip. In true 99PI fashion, get in a GX today and experience how great design marries form and function. To learn more about the GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Robert Half Research indicates that 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, they know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you know socks, tees, and underwear are the top requested clothing items in homeless shelters? Bombas is helping by creating comfy essentials and donating one for each one purchased. The comfort geniuses at Bombas make your everyday things your favorites. I am so happy the day after laundry day because that means all my Bombas choices are available. And if you want to get a leg up on a perfect day, put on Bombas socks, underwear, and the Bombas shirt, and you're like 75% on your way to perfection. Ready to get comfy and give back? Head over to bombas.com slash 99PI and use code 99PI for 20% off your first purchase. We get support from UC Davis, a globally ranked university working to solve the world's most pressing problems in food, energy, health, education, and the environment. UC Davis researchers collaborate and innovate in California and around the globe to find transformational solutions. It's all part of the university's mission to promote quality of life for all living things. Find out more at 21stcentury.ucdavis.edu. This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. It's a big, majestic building on Nathan Phillips Square. And this is my friend Sean Cole in Toronto, Ontario. New City Hall. It's formed totally of concrete. There are these two towers that sort of curve like hands cupped around a, a clamshell. So this was a big deal. When it opened in 1965. The first modern concrete civic building for Toronto inserted very prominently into the Victorian fabric. Masha Kelmans used to work in the city planning office in the East Tower on floor 19. She's an architect. The building really explored and exploited the possibilities of concrete. Everything was about concrete in Toronto back then. The play of opacity versus transparency. And Everything. So the, the furniture really picked up on that. Yes, even the office furniture inside City Hall was made in part of concrete. But let's back up. Um, in the 50s, Toronto decided that it needed a new City Hall. So there was an international competition, and in 58, there was a design selected by Finnish um, architect Vilja Ravel. But he wasn't satisfied with simply designing one of the most prominent buildings the city had ever seen. No. Ravel, you know, proposed that he was also going to design the furniture. He wanted to design the furniture. He had a vision, but it wasn't to be. The decision that City Hall made was to commission the furniture through a second competition. So Ravel was very disappointed, it was very dramatic, he called it the biggest disappointment of his life, and he subsequently passed away. City Hall felt bad, or at least... They felt the weight of the responsibility 
to award the competition to someone who really understood and captured the spirit of the building. So they gave it to a company called Knoll International. And it was the only design that used concrete? Correct. Desks, coffee tables, cabinets, they all had concrete legs. The mayor's desk was this sleek concrete and polished wood statement. And all of this was really expensive. And there was immediate public outcry (laughs) about this furniture. Particularly from the people who were actually using it. There were complaints that the desks were wobbly and that uh, when secretaries typed on them, they weren't sturdy. But the, the legs are concrete. How could it not be sturdy? It's hard to imagine, yeah. Toronto Star, Furniture Rouse on again. And we have, in our research file, many articles from that time with all kinds of really interesting headlines. Globe and Mail, wobbly deaths at City Hall spark new furniture controversy. Various officials in City Hall were fighting over it. There was even one that talked about somebody quitting. Crusty George Bell went out as coordinator today after a blazing row with Board of Control over secretary's desks. This was the 60s, and hemlines were starting to get shorter. And there was nothing to shield the secretary's knees. And the new desks had no drawers. And they weren't big enough. But Masha Kelmans has sat at that furniture. She used to work at one of those desks. And it didn't wobble. When she said... It's hard to imagine, yeah? It was because some of the complaints make no sense to her. And she has a theory. Once City Hall was up, perhaps it was quite uncomfortable for people to internalize that this is really what they had chosen. And perhaps there was a kind of anxiety about this new modernism and this new concrete that we were inserting into our traditional city. So perhaps the the furniture, which was kind of mimetic of the building... Mimetic. Mimetic. Relating to, characteristic of, or exhibiting mimicry. Okay, so perhaps the furniture, which was mimetic of the building... Um, Really served as an outlet for that anxiety. And perhaps this is why the controversy didn't seem to make so much sense. Later, the complaint was that it was difficult to move and so on. So, of course, you know, as City Hall began to update itself over the years, the furniture, since it was not valued, it was, it was lost just simply through replacement. It was, it was actually thrown away. But not all of it. It's kind of like a, a hunt in here, a treasure hunt looking for them, but they are here. In the late 80s, the city's director of urban design at the time saw what was happening. This is a very subtle one. And put the word out to the rest of City Hall. If you're replacing your concrete furniture, he said, send it up to floor 19. We like it. Which is why today, uh, whatever does remain is still housed in in the urban design offices, which are within the city planning department. There's a bit of it scattered elsewhere, too. The mayor still sits at a concrete desk. But mostly, floor 19 is the Florida of retired concrete furniture. You wouldn't notice the concrete unless you really squat down on the floor. The concrete legs are curved and smooth. The cabinetry is a little worse for wear. It's kind of furniture only an urban designer could love. People like Robert Friedman, who runs the urban planning office now. There are certain aspects of it that aren't that practical. It's really heavy. If you want to rearrange your office, you need to call a team of people in to help you do it. And I think most of the planners and uh, urban designers, right, on on 19, it's um, part of your training, right? You're exposed to the different eras of design. So I think there's an appreciation among our staff that may not exist among other divisions in the city. This bench, look at this bench. Though I have to say, the furniture really grew on me. Wow. That is actually very pretty. And I found myself sort of rooting for its survival, which is exactly what Masha Kalmans wants me to do. So the hope is that its actual value as a rather important piece of, you know, uniquely Canadian 
furniture design will be recognized and that that it will receive the uh, you know the restoration and and the protection that it it deserves do you miss it um no <laughs> This episode of 99% Invisible was produced by Sean Cole and me, Roman Mars, with support from Lunar, making a difference with creativity. I think life is much bigger than my old office desk, <laughs> to be honest. It's a project of KALW, the American Institute of Architects San Francisco, and the Center for Architecture and Design. <laughs> it's a nice desk, though. I agreed. To find out more, go to 99percentinvisible.org.